<laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. The love, if they baby. knock me down, then I, I get up. Dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. Today we're talking about mastering the self and not plastering the self. Y'all know how I do. What's up, everybody? Shout out to everybody up top. How y'all doing? Shout out to everybody in the middle right here. I see y'all down here around me. How's it going? All right. Everybody looking good, feeling good? Let's get to it. Mastering the self. Let's talk about this, y'all. We always talk about being intentional, right? Right. Y'all always hear me talking about that. Well, what is self-mastery? When you have developed self-mastery, you have the ability to control yourself in all situations and you move forward consciously and steadily towards your goals. You know your purpose and you have the self-discipline needed to do things in a deliberate, focused, and honorable way. Many of y'all have heard me say this. Shout out to mindtools.com. They're helping us out today. I have been intentional on my journey of self-evolution. I'm very thankful to be here and be alive. And I will say it has been quite the journey. I often ask myself, what is it about this particular part of my life that has me so involved? It has my attention. And I believe, simply put, we don't live forever. I'm realizing that my experiences, good, bad, or indifferent, are all valuable lessons. And I have a lot of information regarding that. My experiences at one time, they would paralyze me. I'd move with an amount of shame that I couldn't even explain. I would shut down at a moment's notice if things weren't going my way. I'd have a hard time expressing how I felt or would feel even in the moment. And sometimes I would just simply express with anger, aggression. And so as I've learned about myself, I've learned that patience and having grace and loving myself and being aware of the love I give myself or not. Because for me, I've struggled with worthiness, self-worthiness, wondering if I'm enough. Some of you may or may not struggle with that too. I do see some head shaking. You're not alone and it's okay. Because one of the main things for us all to move forward in life and to move beyond our fears well, we need consistency in doing so. I'm going to share with you five strategies to cultivate self-mastery. Number one, reflect on your inner being. I always talk about self-love, self-awareness. That's what reflecting on your inner being is about. Who are you? What are you? Why do you feel the way that you feel? Now, speaking for myself, 
I'm still figuring out a few things, but who I am, I know I'm a leader. I know I'm a father, a husband, a brother, an uncle, a cousin, etc. I know I'm an influencer. Those are all cool titles. But the closer I get to myself, the closer I really understand that the greatest power, and I've said this before, is self-control. It truly is. It's not like titanium and, you know, a billion dollars cash. It is truly self-control. Number two, let go to, sorry, let go of the pains of the past. Hello. I've struggled with this. I'm just now moving into a new season where I can share more of the inner struggles that I have been a part of my whole life. You know, yesterday I was on a text thread with 30 of my cousins. Yes, 30. And that's beautiful because it hasn't always been like that. And yesterday I said to the entire thread, hey, I want you guys to know me and I want to get to know you. So here goes. And I shared with them, I struggle with ADHD, anxiety disorder and PTSD on a daily basis. I went on to say that I am in EMDR therapy. It is holistic therapy. Therefore, there are no medications, no drugs, because I believe that is not sustainable. And then I went on to say that I would love to get to know each and every single person on a personal level. Now, this is my family, so they know who I am. But do they really know who I am? I know they know about the things that I've done, my accolades, being on MTV, BET, you know, things like that. I've been a celebrity host. I've been on the red carpet hosting celebrities and interviewing all of your favorite celebrities. I've done radio. I've done television. But who am I really? And that's what I wanted to get across to my family. I realized that through sharing is one, like that's one of the greatest ways to influence. And so when I said that, my cousin Gina, shout out my girl, baby G. She responded and said, cousin, I too suffer from ADHD, anxiety disorder, PTSD, and more. And then she went on to say, you are my hero. It brought me to tears. It broke me down. It was such a beautiful affirmation. But it was validation, but not for me. It was validation, simply put, because sharing, you never know who may be feeling what you're feeling. You never know how your message can impact someone else and give them the courage or simply just maybe open the door for them to begin to seek support and help. And that's what I took away from it. I mean, there was a lot more, but I'm going to leave that for my personal space. But I wanted to share that because a lot of us move in this way where we want to be so private and we just want to suffer in silence. Why? What's that about? Fear is what that's about a lot of the time. You've heard me say this before. Fear has a way of paralyzing us all. It will stop us in our tracks. It will detour us from going after our goals and dreams and our visions. And so I'm so glad that I shared that because as I let go of the pains of the past, I invite myself into the now and the future and I make myself available. Number three, be mindful of the present. Be mindful of the present. Be present when you are present with someone. I have struggled with this. My wife, my beautiful wife, doesn't like me have my phone at the dinner table. So I don't have my phone at the dinner table. Now, I'm not perfect. Sometimes I do, but I have it face down. 
being present is so important because we are also transmitting energies when we are in front of one another. When we're sitting at the dinner table, when we're having breakfast or brunch or lunch. To be on our phones and to be in front of each other, well, we're really just doing ourselves and the person that we're across from a disservice. We're saying, hey, you know what? You're important, but not as important as what's going on on my phone. And no one likes to feel that way. No one likes to feel like they're like, you know, second, especially second to a phone, especially a phone that's like a computer in your pocket. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like you can get back to certain things. Number four, remove temptations. I stopped drinking and drugging. I had to remove those temptations. Excuse me. And it took me a while to get there. I am excited about being able to let that stuff go. I had a conversation yesterday with my good friend, good best friend, Mackenzie Hamilton. Shout out, Mac Baby. What's up? And we talked about me stop smoking herb. And she was like, you know, Tavares, I always hoped that for you. And so hearing her say that was such a beautiful sound to my ears because I was so proud to say, hey, you look. Stopped. See, being able to let go of temptations and remove them out of your lives is a show of courage and strength. It's a show of intention. Like it says where you're going, what you want to do and how you want to do it. We have to all be willing and not because I'm saying so, but we have to be willing to remove the temptations if you want to make changes, especially if those changes Get in the way, or if those temptations get in the way of our changes. And the last one, create powerful habits. Hello, one of my favorite words, habits. I'm all about this. I'm all about being intentional. I'm all about setting the self up for success. You know, it's been really important that I be powerful in my habit training. And I call it habit training because every day, I have to remind myself or train myself to do it, not only the day that I'm doing it, but the next day that follows because it truly is about creating a powerful habit. And it's about being present with yourself. It's about being intentional with yourself. It's about mastering yourself. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Grab yourself a snack and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everyone doing today? Today we're talking about master yourself. Don't plaster yourself. I like that little ad on the end right there. We'll get to that later. Look, when it comes to mastering yourself, also, let's be patient. Let's hold space for ourselves to process. This isn't going to happen overnight. It didn't happen overnight for me. And look, if it happens overnight for you, then send me an email and let me know how you did the damn thing. (laughs) Real talk. Being patient, put it like this. I recently heard this quote and I love it. The blessing comes in the wait. Mm-hmm. Some of y'all heard that before? Yeah, right? Nice. Patience, holding space for yourself to process. This practice will change your life. Coupled with Tavares' famous mirror talk. Why do I bring that up? Because we are the architects of our own reality. Therefore, when those negative thoughts creep in, when those doubt thoughts creep in, we all know how that can stop us 
in our tracks, it can change our focus and then have us focused on something that has nothing to do with our plan. There's also four elements of self-mastery. Trust, discipline, ego, and awareness. I'll say them again. Trust, discipline, ego, and awareness. Let's go with trust. Building trust is huge. Not only with other people, but for yourself and to trust yourself. As I've gone through my journey, I've had to learn how to retrust myself over and over and over. There are levels to this, ladies, gentlemen, and children that are listening with their parents' permission and young adults as well. There are levels to trusting ourselves, trusting ourselves to show up to ourselves, trusting ourselves to make the right decision. That doesn't always come easy. A lot of folks, we look or may look externally outside of ourselves to develop that trust or build that trust. I was watching the SB Awards the other day, and I think it was Jamal Murray said, thank you to my team members, teammates, for helping me to trust myself again. I thought it was a beautiful speech, by the way. Shout out Jamal Murray. And when I heard that, I was like, huh. So the trust from his teammates helped to build the trust that he now has for himself. He allowed himself to be open, to be available to that type of vibration, that kind of love. Look, when you are transparent, you can feel naked, right? As if you had no clothes on. And that in itself is very scary. But I'll tell you this, when you are able to be vulnerable, you will experience great empowerment. When you're able to walk through those vulnerabilities and you're able to identify them and talk about them and share them, you will develop great self-empowerment. Let's talk about discipline, being intentional, understanding where you want to go, creating a plan. Y'all know one of my favorite mantras, visualize, plan, execute. That's one of my favorites. If I can see it, I can do it and plan it. And if I can plan it, I can make it happen. Visualize, plan, execute. I made that up a long time ago. We're talking like over 20 years ago. I may have just told my age with that, but that's okay. Because here on Living Truth with Tavares, it's all about inclusion, not exclusion. And I want each and every single person listening to the show to know that I'm just like you. I struggle like you. I put my pants on the same way you do. I breathe the same air that you breathe, and my blood is the same color as yours. So I don't want anyone to feel like I'm just always talking about myself, just to hear myself talk about myself. I share because I understand the power and the value in sharing. Even though I have my own journey to go on, I understand that there may be people in places around the world who don't have anyone to talk to. And they're struggling and they're doing it in silence and they're trying to figure it out. I'm here to let you know, feel free to share. It takes great courage to ask for help. Make no mistake about that. That's a good look. That shows your strength. That shows that you're present in yourself. You're present in where you are in life. Don't be afraid to ask for help. The third one, ego. Check the ego. Check the ego. I'll say it again. Ego has very little, how do you say? Ego has place in, in, in our lives. It definitely serves a purpose. But when it comes to building 
the self and loving the self and being vulnerable and transparent. We can table the ego. Why move with the ego all the time or the super ego? I know a lot about both. I have used the ego as a coping mechanism, as a defense mechanism. I have used my ego to intentionally put myself in position to get ahead. I've used my ego to also protect myself from danger, from harassment, from discrimination. But right now where I'm at in life, I prefer to be in the spirit as often as I possibly can be. Because I realize that I'm not the mind, I'm not the body, I'm the spirit. I'm Buddha. And yes, we all have a Buddha inside of us. The fourth one, awareness. How aware are you of your actions? How aware are you of what you say to others? Are you aware enough to know that your words can and will make either a positive or negative impact based on the tone of your voice? For some people, this sounds like a whole lot of work. But for myself, this is a part of me creating these powerful, positive habits. Being mindful is my job. Being aware is my job, especially as it pertains to myself. The importance of mastering yourself. Look, it's a great benefit. It helps you and me to have clarity on what is important to me or you. It teaches us to live in the present moment and it helps us, me and you, to create more room in our lives for feelings of gratitude, love, fulfillment, joy and happiness. See, mastering the self isn't just about being the best or the better versions of yourself. It's about really tapping in to your inner being, tapping in to what makes you go. And then, of course, being available in thinking others first. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. What you say? I heard it through the grapevine. Remember, practice positive self-talk. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. Get your next nutrition coach at thebodysynthesis.com today. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. I am him. We are together. Therefore, that makes us weeples. <laughs> today, we're talking about master yourself. Look, not many people think about when they're on a flight. You know, when, they're, like, when they talk about the flight procedures, a lot of folks never consider this to be an example of self-mastery. But with my friends over at skiprichard.com, I'm here to let you know something. Flight emergency procedures are the perfect example of the importance of self-mastery. The emphasis is always on putting on your own mask before helping anyone else. You can't do much if you can't breathe, right? Likewise, becoming the best version of yourself will equip or better version will equip you to spark change in the lives of others. 
So let's think about this for a moment. Now, I'm not going to imagine a plane going down and us putting on our oxygen mask. I'm not going to do that. But what I will say is I like the part where it's like, hey, the emphasis is on always putting on your own mask before helping anyone else. You can't do much if you can't breathe. Mm, yeah, I see some heads shaking. You see how that works? We must be willing to master ourselves because in doing that, we are also helping others. Me sharing my inner struggles had more to do with or just as much to do with helping others and allowing my family in to my life, right? A lot of folks, well, people learn different and in different ways. And then, of course, there's the age gaps, right? Different generations. I mean, 30 of us on a text thread. So we're talking about three, four different generations who have all experienced life different. So how do you get four generations to all connect together? Well, the one thing we all have in common is the influencer era. We all understand what it means to influence, how, the ways we do it. Some of us do it the right way. Some of us do it the wrong way. And then some of us do it in the middle of the road. I'm here to say, if you're doing it, then be the better versions of yourself while doing it. Understand how impactful you are when you share your information. It's not about people knowing your business. And it's not like I'm running around sharing all my business with all kinds of people. No. But what I'm not going to do is hide behind my inner struggles anymore. I'm not going to blend in with the background and hope, oh, wait, no one sees me. They can't see me. Nah, why? What are you waiting for? If you're looking to make a change and evolve, put one foot in front of the other slowly or as slow as you want and go toward your goal. Work toward your vision. Step it out. Create a plan. Make it simple. Take it in bite sizes. You don't have to do everything at once. I've learned that. I've learned that in order for me to be a better version of myself, I've had to go get a team of doctors. Shout out Dr. Mayall, Dr. Janice. Love you guys both. Brilliant women who have helped me. And then I added a few more things into the equation. Meditation, nutrition, working out. You guys get the point. I'm a dynamic spirit and I know that. So I knew that my approach to myself was going to have to be much like me. Dynamic. I don't have a one size fits all type of a life. And many of you don't either. Let's be clear about this, right? We all have our own thing going. Life has a way of getting in the way if we allow it. I mean, either we're living life or life is living us, right? Either we're existing or we're living. I prefer to live. And it's because I love living and we have children. We have grandchildren. I'm realizing that I've had a great life, but this next phase, this next season of my life, I'm really going to be dedicating my time and my energy and my knowledge to the generation to come, our children, our grandchildren. 
setting the tone for them, helping them to know, look, it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to go seek therapy. I'm an advocate for therapy. I don't want anyone to feel weird or awkward about going to therapy. I'm doing everything I can to do away with the stigma that may or may not still surround therapy. Because we all should have an opportunity to grow, to learn, and to be happy and healthy. Understanding where we're going is so important on our journeys. Some of us wake up and the first thing we do is grab our phones. Others wake up, give thanks, drink water, and then work out or meditate. However you do it is how you do it. I'm not here to tell you how to do anything. I'm simply sharing my experiences. Five steps of mastery. Let me share these with y'all. Seek an instructor if you want to master a skill. It's vital to find a good mentor or coach who can offer you expert advice and guidance. Love that. That's what I do as a certified nutrition coach and certified fitness trainer as well. CPT, certified personal trainer. Sorry, let me be very clear about that. Because I put myself in a position to service others, it has been helping me service myself too. That's also the beautiful thing about being available to others. Number two, practice, cons- practice constantly and practice makes perfect. We've all heard that before. We have to be consistent in our efforts if we want to better ourselves. It's just that simple. And look, I understand that some of us may start and stop things. That's okay. It's okay as long as you restart it again. I don't expect anyone to jump into something and get it right the first time. Shoot, I don't even expect myself to get it right the first time. Trust me, it's a bonus if I do. But that's not how I go in. I don't go in saying, I have to get this thing right the first time. In fact, when I became a certified nutrition coach and I took my state board exam, I didn't pass the first time. Nope, didn't pass. I was probably too much in my head, but that was okay. You know what I did? I doubled down, studied harder, came back. Passed it. Boom. Think about how great that felt. Not just passing the test. I'm talking about showing back up to myself, not giving in to the failure. In fact, not even seeing it as a failure. Instead, I saw it as an opportunity, an opportunity to be better, an opportunity to really step my game up. And so I did that. Number three, surrender. I've had to do this and I've had to do it many times. Before I stopped drinking and drugging, I was trying every type of way to just mitigate this stuff. And it didn't really happen until I surrendered. I had to get sick and tired of being sick and tired, literally. Hangovers, headaches, all that. Dehydration, not good food. I just wasn't you know, getting that good nutrition, you know, I was getting like that fast food nutrition, which is not sustainable, by the way. No future in that. No shade on fast food. It does serve a purpose when it needs to, if that's what you're into. But to try and live off of it, that's a no go. Number four, be intentional. Two of my favorite words, be intentional. Why? Why are we intentional? Because being intentional provides focus and clarity. That's why. And when we have focus and we're clear, get us, guess what else we get? We get results, people. 
We get results and we all feel better and feel great when we work hard and see the fruits of our labor, labor, excuse me. And the last one, commit to self-improvement. Not easy for a lot of folks. Wasn't always easy for me. At times, I still struggle with it. But because I've been doing it more often, I welcome the challenges that I put on myself. Now, I don't overwhelm myself with my challenges, but it's a great way for me to step up to the plate and get after it. See, with our grandkids, I want them to understand that there are so many ways to love yourself and to help yourself be better each and every day. We teach our grandkids how to love themselves so that they're not out in the world looking for love outside of themselves. We remind them of how beautiful they are and that God made them just the way he intended. It's so important that we continue to move with a level of awareness coupled with intention because when you add those two together and you throw in consistency, mm-hmm, you will get closer to mastering yourself. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Don't forget to pick up my new book, Kiss by the Wind, a book of poems and passions, volume three, out now on Amazon Books. Go ahead and search Tavares Allen Garrett and get yourself a copy. Thank you for your support. I believe when it comes to being the best at anything, whether it's the best ball player, basketball, football, or the best golfer, I believe it starts with just wanting to be the best self, the best you. When you're the best you, anything you do will have the best of you infused into it. Therefore, if it's football, making you the best football player. If it's baseball, making you the best baseball player. If it's hockey, making you the best hockey player. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with aspiring to be the best of anything, but we should absolutely be mindful and be sure that when we make those wishes and we create those dreams, that being the best self should be at the center of it. That's because when it comes down to it, you're not always going to be a basketball player. You're not always going to be a football player. You're not always going to be a hockey, golf. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're not always going to be these things, but what you will always be is you. Now, those versions will evolve as they should. And so, therefore, being your best self while being you and you going through life and life's evolutions. One thing we could all rest assured is that if we bring our best self because we're being our best selves, then we are going to go through life as our best self. That's why I always aspire to be the best versions of myself every day. Not every day is the same. I feel like I fall short sometimes, but that's where I hold myself. That's how I am accountable to me. It may be different for you and that's okay, as it should be. But I'm here to inspire, 
and to motivate and to create spaces and safe places for people to be their absolute best and to invite them to always invite themselves to be their absolute best. There is absolutely nothing wrong with aspiring to be the best versions of yourself. The rest will follow. And so I hope you've enjoyed this moment, this message from me to you. Until the next time, be the best versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everyone doing today? We're talking about mastering yourself. And when we do this, we get to know our purpose and we develop self-discipline. And these things are needed so that we can move forward. And we do these things in a deliberate, focused, and honorable way. Mastering the self is not easy, y'all. But it's possible. It's possible. Self-mastery also means mastering your emotions, impulses, and actions. And is vital if you want to achieve your goals in life. How good, at, how good are y'all at mastering your emotions right now or impulses? I know I'm still working on my emotions and my impulses. But I tell you what, you ever heard of the compound effect? Mm-hmm. A little bit at a time, a little bit each day. And before you know it, a week has gone by and you are on your way to a better version of yourself. Like I said earlier, you could take it in bite sizes. You don't have to jump in with both feet. Don't think that you have to make this change all in one day. Because that's way too much pressure. Don't do that to yourself. Like I said, love yourself. Be patient with yourself. It matters. I mean, think about people who know who you know who don't have any self-mastery. They're probably impulsive and rash, right? That's how I used to be. Mm-hmm, exactly. They might let their emotions control them. Yep, yelling at colleagues. That's me right there. I've been all those things. I yell when I'm angry. Mm-hmm, being overly polite to make up for this later. Mm-hmm, I've done all those things. Shout out to mindtools.com for helping us out today. I've done all those things. I've been unpredictable. Mm-hmm, and then as a result of that, People see me as untrustworthy. And what do you think that does for my self-confidence? That's right. I look at myself like, damn, are you really worthy? Look how you're acting. Now I'm hard on myself. This is why I went to therapy. This is why I decided to go do something about it. If we want to be better versions of ourselves, we have to do something about it. It's not just going to come out of the thin air. It's not. It's not just going to happen one day. We have to actually put in some work. Between my meditating and my nutrition and working out and my therapy sessions, I told y'all, I had to put together a dynamic plan for me. So I hope that anyone listening who may or may not be struggling understands there is no one size fits all out there. Okay, be intentional about your plan to better yourself and be available to support because you don't have to suffer in silence. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for myself. And look, I understand that it could be a bit scary in revealing the inner struggles. 
But as I said earlier, you never know who may or may not benefit from you sharing. It's powerful. When you demonstrate self-mastery at work, you prove to your colleagues that you have the inner strength and steadiness needed for effective leadership. Another one of my favorite words, leadership. In fact, leadership character. These things matter when you're running a team Mm -hmm. because they're looking at their leader all the time. I'm not sure how much people really understand when you're in a leadership role, it's all eyes on you. All eyes on you. And not just on you, but your mannerisms, your word selection, your behaviors, the way you approach issues and problems. Yeah. The way you could turn those issues and problems into opportunities. Your team sees all that. And if your team is your family, then your family sees all of that. It's well worth the effort to invest time developing self-mastery. You're likely to become a happier, more balanced person, and you'll find opportunities. You'll find them come up often and regularly. Yeah. Self-mastery is a broad term that covers many aspects of your personal and professional life. Developing self-mastery can mean working many of these areas. That's what I've been doing, y'all. I've been working many of the areas of my life, personal, professional, you know, working on me loving me, working on being more flexible and allowing myself to adapt to change at a moment's notice. My ADHD can get in the way of that. And I could become frustrated if my routine is interrupted even by a phone call. Some of y'all know some folks with some ADHD. Mm-hmm. No, we're not weird. No, we're not tripping. It's none of that. We are dealing with ADHD and we're doing our best to manage it. And that is why I have become such an advocate for ADHD, for anxiety disorder, for PTSD, because I'm living with it every day. And I have a very, very blessed life. I have a beautiful wife. We have beautiful kids and beautiful grandkids. I have a terrific extended family. Yeah, we're not perfect by any means. Let me tell you, we are not perfect. But the fact that I continue to show up and love on them as well as myself and praise them, it helps to remove stigmas, anxiety from their lives. They're able to see their cousin, their friend, their brother, or for my wife, she's able to see her husband show up to himself and take a shot at being better. Self-mastery starts with a vision of how you want your life to be. I said this earlier. How do you want your life to be? How do you want it to go? We are the architects of our reality. It's so important that we see our lives in that way. Attitude and emotion. Your attitude and emotion plays a major role in self-mastery. Those who show strong self-mastery don't let their emotions control them. They control their own emotions. This is what I'm still working on actively even today. It's tough, especially because I've had a long life of just being reactive. I mean, I can go back to probably, damn, like 10 years old where I was just reactive, aggressive, anger. I didn't just pop out the womb with anger. Or maybe I did because, well, my parents at the time, they did fight. They did argue. Now, I wasn't there, but I have sisters who were, and they've shared some of the stories. And simply put, 
I know how science works. Y'all have heard me say this before. If you're arguing in the house and the kids are in the next room, the kids will still be impacted by the argument because there's a thing called energy. Energy cannot be created nor destroyed, just transferred. So if two parents are in a room arguing and they're going hard on each other, well, that energy is just in the house. It's not going nowhere. And it'll transfer into whatever living being or beings are in the house. Look it up. I'm not just making this stuff up. Energy is a real thing. It travels. Doesn't matter about generations. Doesn't matter about that. What matters is the energy, what we're putting into our universe, into the atmosphere. So as I grew up, I was realizing that I was full of anger. I had people tell me, oh, you got an anger problem. You need anger management. And now, in my adult years, hmm, was it really just an anger management issue? No, it wasn't. There were things that I needed help with. There were responses that I learned as a young kid simply based on my environment. And I took those responses with me through life. And that's why I could point to a few relationships where I did a poor job as a boyfriend, especially when it came to reconciling and trying to provide resolve for certain issues within my relationship. I would yell. I would berate. I would down talk. All these things that just started happening and I couldn't tell you where they even came from. I just knew that they were inside of me. See, I've tried to share this with my family, but I do know it's difficult for them to even talk about the traumas in our history. I do know that some of them may or may not feel a way about me sharing things on my podcast. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way. But this is my life. And I'm going to do something about my life. I don't choose to just sit and suffer in silence and be bitter and be upset. Just because of some things that happened to me. And I'm not downplaying the things that have happened in my family at all. What I'm saying is I'm the generation who's going to change the narrative I no longer want to be a part of the perpetuation of these behaviors, you know, going silent, going mute and not talking to people. We are trying to live and to treat and to grow and to nurture the generations that are now coming up. So what would I look like not making myself available to my grandson and granddaughter or to, my, to, to, to our girls? What would that look like? That would look pretty selfish. All the knowledge that I have, I must pass it on. I must share it. I can't hide behind my anxieties and my PTSD and my ADHD. I can't hide behind all the horrible things that happened to me. Because what good is that going to do? If I'm not showing up to my traumas, my traumas are showing up to me. And guess what? They're controlling me. All the time. And I'm over that. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. We'll be right back. Hey, 
what's up, everybody? Please say a prayer for those over in Turkey and continue praying for those in Ukraine. The world, as we all know, is going through a very dark time right now. So please, let's shine a light and show love. Thank you. And until the next time, be the best versions of yourself. Peace. Pussycat Perla here. Fluffy in the front, tight in the back. And if we going up, we going all the way up. You dig? Y'all check it here. Be sure to tune in every Saturday to new episodes of Living Your Truth with Tavares. You know what it is, baby. Pussycat Perla. Meow. Hey, Tavares here from Living Your Truth with Tavares. Always take time for your mental health. You matter. You are very important. And many people love having you around. So take the time for your mental health. I know life can get crazy. I know we all get busy. I know we got to be here, there, here. Oh, yeah. And can't forget that meeting. I get it. But take the time to give yourself enough time so that you can cruise along into your day and about your day. There's no need to be playing catch up throughout the day. We all hate that feeling. I know I do. I can't stand rushing. It gets on my last nerve. So I do myself the honor and the privilege of giving myself a bit more time just so that I don't have to rush. There's no need to build up all that angst, all that cortisol inside your body, all that adrenaline. It's not good for you. So give yourself the time and have a great day. We'll see you next week. Welcome back to the show. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares. How's everyone doing? We're talking about mastering yourself today. This is a great conversation. We taking it there, y'all. As we continue on this conversation, we got to remember, focus on something positive every day. Be grateful for things. And even if these things are just simple, small, the fact that you do a job you enjoy or that the weather is beautiful on your drive to work, those are great things to focus on. Those are ways to uplift yourself. Resist the temptation to blame yourself when things go wrong. Don't self-sabotage. I've been there too. I could write a whole book on self-sabotage. Maybe I will. But there's no future in that. Talk yourself up and in, not down and out. You can change negative thinking with cognitive restructuring. Write down the situation that is causing your negative thoughts. Then write down the emotions you feel and list the automatic thoughts you have while experiencing these emotions. Then list the evidence that supports these negative thoughts and the evidence that refutes them. Finally, list fair, balanced, objective thoughts about the situation. Being able to manage and control your emotions help you build emotional intelligence. Shout out to my Aunt Patricia. She's always talking to me about emotional intelligence. Love you, Auntie. Thank you. Now I get what you're saying. It's important to have that. This is your awareness of other people's needs and emotions and your knowledge of how your own emotions affect those around you. I'm still learning this. 
and I won't quit either. I won't roll up in the ball and go sit in the corner either. See, as a leader, we must be mindful. We must be able to see the future so much we begin to shape it and build it. Those who have good self-mastery are always aware of others and they work hard to make sure that their emotions don't negatively impact other people. And there's a thing called willpower. Think about how many times you set goals and for one reason or another, you never follow through. Mm-hmm. I've been there. I've been there. And what's that because of? A lack of willpower or self-control. It happens to all of us. We probably felt ashamed or disappointed because we didn't achieve what we wanted. I've been there. And in fact, I utilized that fuel to get me back in the driver's seat, to have me step up to the plate and get after it. I'm a visionary, y'all. I love visualizing parts of my life, things that I want. Willpower is essential. It's essential for self-mastery. It's what pushes us forward to take action. Even if you're willing to do it, or even if you're feeling scared or hesitant, willpower is what keeps you moving towards your goals in the days or weeks or months to come ahead, man. It really does take willpower. You have to want to be better. You have to see yourself being better. I had to see myself being better, y'all. And I did. And that is also why I've been able to show up to myself and go to my therapy twice a week. I put the work in. Again, it's not going to fall out the sky. Yeah, I pray. But guess what? I also have to follow my prayers up with action. To boost your willpower, make sure you have both rational and emotional motives for what you want to achieve. I mean, I can't say it any better than that. It's a big deal. It's important. For many of us, willpower comes in short bursts and is often strongest when we first decide to make a change. So use that. Use your initial burst of willpower to change your environment so that it supports your efforts to reach your goal. Use that. Don't be afraid of that. That's there for you to use. That's a superpower. Seven levels of self-mastery. Okay, self-awareness, we talked about this, is the ability to observe and understand our own thoughts, feelings, and actions. Number two, self-exploration. Get to know you. Number three, self-discovery. You know, it's interesting. Just the other day, I was, actually yesterday, I was talking to, again, shout out Mac Baby, my friend Mackenzie Hamilton. And even my therapist, Dr. Mayall, I've been sharing with them that the last few months have been about discovery. About me discovering things about myself. Things that I like and dislike. Things that I want to change and things that I'll enhance. Self-discovery is huge. Number four, self-understanding. Showing grace to yourself. Showing love to yourself so that when you come to that self-understanding... You could hold on to it and be proud of it. Self-love, two of my other favorite words. I don't have to elaborate on this one at all because you guys know exactly how I feel about self-love. I believe everything starts with the self, P. 
period. I don't think, you know, we should be looking outside of ourselves for love, affection or any of those things because we embody them from birth. Self-transformation. Look, one of the quickest ways to influence those around you is to be that self-transformation. People love to see people transform. It represents growth. Okay, evolution, strength, courage. I can go on all day about this one. And then, of course, the last one, self-explanatory, self-mastery. How bad do you want to master yourself? Y'all know it's the ability to take charge of your own life and achieve success and happiness on your own terms. Okay, it requires all of the seven essential skills, self-awareness, self-discipline, emotional intelligence, positive thinking, goal setting, time management and stress management. But the ultimate key to self-mastery is consistency. Consistency is the key to self-mastery. And if you know how to motivate and discipline yourself, you have the power to create your destiny. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. I see head shaking. That's what's up. That one has me really hyped right there. I'll leave you with the last three. Well, one of the three, I'll just say the three step process to learn and master any skill. Number one, learning how to do it. Take time, make a plan and be as intentional as you need to be to make it work for you. Also, doing the thing, right? You got to do it. You can't just say you're going to do it. We have to do it. I had to do the work. I talked about it for a long time, but I started doing it and I'm here now and I'm doing it. And then, of course, putting the process together. Right. I just said that create a plan, visualize, plan, execute. We have to put the process together. It's so important in our journey into self-mastery. I want to thank each and every single one of y'all who continues to tune in from around the world. I see the analytics and they are beautiful. I thank y'all everywhere you are, whether you're in your Malibu beach house, you may be in DR, you may be in London, you may be in the Bay, you may be in Los Angeles, you might be in Texas, wherever you are. I want to thank you for tuning in. If you want to email me and say hello, You can email me at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. If you're on Twitter, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Facebook, or Instagram, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. Today's show, as all of the shows, has been a wonderful one for me to be a part of. I'm so thankful to be here with each and every single one of you. I truly hope that The messages that I share with you all, all land. I hope that you're able to take whatever you want to take from them and make it work for you. I'm on this journey and I'm so thankful to be on this journey. I will continue to stay on this journey because it's what I want to do in life. And it's what I want to do with my life right now. I'm thankful. I'm blessed. And hey, we're going to keep grinding this out together. So in the meantime, be the better versions of yourself and live your truth. Peace. Next 
time on Living Your Truth with Tavares. Encourage others, raise your ambitions on the next Living Your Truth with Tavares. Be sure to email us at livingyourtruthpodcast at gmail.com. And if you're on Twitter, we are at L-I-V-I-N-U-R Truth. And if you're on TikTok, Instagram, or Facebook, we are at Living Your Truth Podcast. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh, yeah. Husk, what's up? Living your truth. I know what I want and I know what I need. Living my truth is really hard, but it's setting me free. Ain't got no time for the faking, cause the love is the point. The if they knock me down, then I, I get up, dust myself off, love myself in the best way. They want you to fall and have nothing to say. Don't make a move, don't make a move, don't make a sound. Don't make a sound. I've come too far, I've come too far to give up now. I know that's right. This is Living Your Truth with Tavares.